Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith and joined by founder of Coming to New York City, Katie Smith. Katie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. And this is part two of our series on Broadway Roulette. And so for those that didn't listen to the first episode, uh, we recorded and we recorded, recorded this uh, two hours ago, uh, the, the first episode, uh, because we decided yesterday to do a thing called the Broad, Broadway Roulette. Um, which is where you can basically go and put pay $60 or $50, you know, and you got to listen to the old episode for some of the details. And it puts you in a roulette for a bunch of Broadway shows. We just found out which show we're going to see. So we're going to talk about how we prepare for the show. But maybe, Katie, if you want to share what show we're, we're going to. Yeah, drum roll, please. <laughs> we're going to see Be More Chill. Be more chill. And that was yep. one that you said you were hoping that we would get. Yeah, in the last episode, not knowing what the roulette was going to give us, um, I said I'd want to see Be More Chill because it has a lot of buzz. And, um, yeah, so we got it. Yeah, and a lot of times when you enter things like this, you almost wonder, is it rigged? Are you going to get the show that nobody really wants to go and they're just seat filling? Right. Um, and it's it's kind of a, you know, a scam to get $60 and then you're going to end up in the one show that's actually $20. And, you know, what, what's it going to be? So we got the show, though, that you literally said, I hope we get. And uh, the tickets you said are were $100 value and we paid 60 for them? Yeah, so... Um they're about $100 plus fees, and we paid $60 for them. So we saved at least $40, maybe 50 or 60 yeah. on these tickets. Um, we don't yet know where they are, where the seats are. We'll find out. We'll go to Will Call when we get there. The tickets are under my name, and so we'll find out then exactly where our seats are. So stay tuned for part three yeah. to find out if we're in the back corner or not. Um, but, yeah, so... I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I'm I'm looking forward to it. this. Is a show I had not heard of at all, um, but which I did not a big about, surprise. Which is not a big <laughs> surprise because I had not heard of about ninety percent of the shows. Um, but yeah, I'm, okay. I'm excited as well. So let's, Katie, as in this episode, let's talk about how we're going to prepare for and basically how we're going to make a day of this when it comes to getting getting there. You know, getting there early, how how early to get there, what to do beforehand, what to do afterwards, mm-hmm. where, you know, all of those aspects. So I'm going to set up our day, though, and what we've done today. Okay. Um, so our show is at 2 o'clock, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And we just ate breakfast. Um, and so you and Katie, by the way, made scones this morning and eggs. And scones are something we didn't eat before New York City. Now, I know scones is not a New York City food, uh, but I've got to say scones is, uh, if, if you're not eating scones wherever it is you live, you need to incorporate scones into your breakfast. But we ate yes. a late breakfast uh, is what I'm setting up here. Okay. Uh, and I did not make the scones. I um, got them out of the freezer and heated them up. Fresh Direct, which is a grocery delivery um, system yes. here, they deliver frozen scones and you can put them in the oven and they're very delicious. So scones too are one of those things. I mean, we're going to get on a little tangent here. <laughs> Definitely. But scones tangent. are one of those things that they, I've had a lot of bad scones too. Like dry, dry scones. Yeah. And that's kind of what scones are. Uh, so we got into scones through Alice's teacup here, uh, is when mm-hmm. I first had scones that's and true. now we're a scones family. Uh, we had a lot of scones, but so we've had, we had a late breakfast, yes. but I feel like a lot of times you're planning in New York city is around food. And so when do you have meals? You know, how do you coordinate this? So we had a late breakfast. In my mind, we're not going to eat beforehand. We're probably going to eat after 
the show. Yeah. Katie, let's talk about what what how, what what are the plans for the day. Okay, so one thing, one helpful thing they did on the Broadway Roulette email when I got notification of which tickets we got, um, they actually have a link to where you can reserve a parking spot. We don't have a car, so that's obviously not um, useful for us, but if you're in New Jersey or Connecticut or somewhere else and you're driving in, um, I thought that was a helpful link. Now, it is, I think it's $42 to yeah. park your car in Times Square. Um, plus a $25 surcharge if you have an SUV or an oversized vehicle. Um, so it's expensive, but plus I would you're think... you're going to pay a toll coming into the city. Yeah, through one of the tunnels or bridges or something right. likely. Um, but if you're driving a car and that's the way that you want to get here, I mean, at least you have a reserved spot when you get here. Yeah, I'd say don't bring a car into the city. Well, absolutely. But, uh, a lot of people do, and uh, if you want to, that's, it's a good option. Sure. Uh, so... Good to know. We are taking the train, though. We don't do cars. We don't do cars? Well, most of the time. Not in the city. You prefer Uber over the train. Well, I meant we don't drive our own cars. Okay. (laughs) So you're planning on us taking the the subway today? Yeah, we can take the subway. Well, it's supposed to be raining, so we'll see Uh, what happens. Okay. There could be a change in this plan. Stay tuned for part three. Which means Uber is going to be more expensive. (laughs) Um, But we live off the Q train, which um, is easy for us to walk to, and then it drops us off right in Times Square. So I'm probably going to regret saying this later, but there's really no reason to take an Uber over there because it drops us off like right by our our show. Um, unless it's raining, we'll see what happens. Okay. So, but the the subway really is the best way to get there. Or if you're coming from New Jersey, come into the Port Authority by bus. Um, you're right there. Yeah. You know, um, even if you're coming in through Penn Station from somewhere else, that's still within walking distance of Times Square. So I feel yeah. like you can get to Times Square from a multitude of different different ways. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna take a subway there. Yeah. Um, subway bus, uh, easy, easy public public transportation is so inexpensive two seventy five to get there in comparison to like forty five dollar parking. Um, so that's what we're gonna do. Yep. Uh, the other question I asked you whenever we got the tickets is what do I wear? Um, and so I think a lot of people think, do I need to get super dressed up for a Broadway show? Uh, mm-hmm. Can I wear, like, we're pr- a lot of people that are here at summertime are going to be wearing shorts and tennis shoes because they're going to be walking so much. Is that inappropriate? Or what, what do you think? We're going to a matinee show as well, but what, right. what's appropriate dress for the Broadway show? So to me, um, to me, Broadway is still iconic and still something that you should get I wouldn't say dressed up for, but I still think that you should be presentable for. Um, maybe that's a little old school, whatever. So here's what I think. If you're going to a matinee, you can definitely um, tone it down a little bit as far as dressing up. So we will probably wear jeans, and Nose will probably wear like a nice button-up shirt, um, but comfortable shoes because it is New York City. You're going to have to walk back and forth. Um, either from public transportation or wherever you park. So it's just comfortable shoes are just a thing here always. Um, But I don't think shorts are ever appropriate. That's just my opinion. And you see it. Like, don't get me wrong. You're going to see people in, like, basketball jerseys and shorts and tennis shoes walking in. Um, I don't know. I just think that 
maybe as our our culture, we've gotten a little too relaxed and too lazy, and there are still some things that you know deserve to to have a little bit more um, style put into it. Or does that make sense? Like, I just feel like, and I feel that way about flying on an airplane too. Like, I don't feel like flying on an airplane is time for your pajama pants. Um, I don't know. That may just be old fashioned of me, but so anyways, matinees, I think, um, you can wear jeans too, um, comfortable shoes, but not shorts. Now, if you're going to something in the evening, um, it kind of depends on which show you're going to. If it's something like Be More Chill, um, that's very millennial, very like relaxed kind of show. So I think your dress can be a little bit more relaxed. Um, but if you're going to like, I don't know, like Phantom of the Opera or Hamilton or especially something you've paid a lot of money to go to, I would make a bigger deal out of it and, and get more dressed up and maybe go to a nicer restaurant beforehand. Um, so I say leave your flip-flops and your shorts and your you know, those kind of clothes at home. Yes, yes. I, I personally, too, think flip-flops in New York City is gross. The sidewalks yes. are so disgusting. I can always tell a tourist that they've got flip-flops on, and I'm like, your feet are going to be black and disgusting and, <laughs> and dirty by the time you're done with the day. Yes, but good. That's, that's good <laughs> advice. Now let's talk about the food <laughs> options because that was the next question I had was, mm-hmm. where, where are we going to go eat? When are we going to go eat? So it's tough. At a, I would say because we had a late breakfast, we would probably be eating lunch around two o'clock. Yeah. Um, so we're going to probably eat afterwards. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, what are good. what are some of the food options for those that are going to a Broadway show? And where do you where do you anticipate us going? Yeah. So there's so many options in Times Square. Um, what I don't suggest doing, I don't recommend doing something that you have in your hometown if you're here from out of town. I don't go to Olive Garden or Red Lobster or um, even Bubba Gump Shrimp. Like, yeah, you can do that at home. So think outside the box. But if you like that kind of stuff, like um, if you want to do kind of like a touristy fun kind of place. There's other places like Junior's, um, which actually has two locations in Times Square now. So if one is crowded, go to the other one. Um, and they have good diner type food, but the best cheesecake. So if that's something that interests you, Junior's is definitely an option or something like Carmine's. I know they do have a couple of other locations, but Carmine's has really good food and it's not in most cities. Um, if you're not familiar with Carmine's, it's a uh, family style Italian place, and yep. our kids love it. They and be are ready fans. To eat. It's huge, huge portions. portions. Yeah, yes. yep. Um, our family of four always brings home the yes. leftovers and yes. has another meal with it. But if you're on vacation, you're likely not taking leftovers because you don't right. know how to cook them. So yeah, think just, about the portions. You can always order more food, uh, but everyone is always surprised by the size of the portions whenever we go to Carmine's. Yeah, and the other place is Ellen's. Um, Ellen's Stardust Diner, and they're the ones that sing and perform while you eat. So they're um, they're actors and actresses who are during the day doing auditions for Broadway, um, and then at night working there to pay for singing lessons and their rent and all that. And you know, a lot of them will go on to be in your favorite Broadway shows, and so. 
you're hearing them sing live right next to you. And then next week you may see them in Wicked or, you know, another show. So they're insanely talented. The food is not spectacular. I think they could that's improve a, that's the an food. understatement. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's below average and price is well above average, but you're paying for the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does feel like you could at least maybe try on the food a little bit because <laughs> it is not good. Oh, uh, but the, the experience, it, it fills your belly. Yeah. Um, and the experience is a ton of fun. Yeah. I would say that's maybe a good pre-show cause you can almost like get, get in the mood of Broadway right. and then you go experience, um, the exceptional experience of every Broadway show. And all of those are incredibly kid friendly. So if you've got kids, those places will keep well number one they're they're noisy and loud so you're not gonna have to worry about keeping your kid quiet or sitting down or all those kinds of things so it's very kid friendly um another place to go is city kitchen it's definitely more casual it is a a food hall type place and so if you've got a group that can't decide what they want maybe city kitchen is a good idea because they have several different restaurants in there. Um, The only problem is the seating is limited. So if you're going during kind of high traffic, um, five, six o'clock time, that's probably not your best option. But if you're going maybe around three o'clock or, you know, eight o'clock, that kind of thing, um, City Kitchen may be a good option for you. So quick, quick tip. So a food hall is like food court thing about the mall, but three times as expensive, but five times as good. Yeah. Uh, so the food is all exceptional. Um, it is, it is, don't, don't expect though food court prices. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not cheap. Uh, our strategy at the food halls, uh, when we go and we, we love food halls because you can try like four or five different things and share is we grab a table or we kind of scout, have a scout on table duty and then we get, get a table and then we have a runner to go get food. Uh, and we'll take turns going to get food. So, that it's it's a strategy. Rarely mm-hmm. will you just find an open table. So don't go get a bunch of food and expect to find a table. Table uh, first. Table first, and then go get your food. So yeah. that's our food food hall strategy. Um, so and then if you're wanting something a little bit nicer, there is Sardi's, which I've been to before. Um, you may recognize that they have like the caricatures of. Um, different celebrities up on the wall that have been there before. Um, mostly like Italian food, but it's super nice. I went there with just my parents, um, left the kids at home for that one because it is a lot of older people before they go to the theater getting a nice meal. So um, unless your kids are just have super nice manners and they're super quiet and will sit in your, their seats, I would say not to take kids there, but it is a good um, kind of iconic Broadway um, restaurant. And then there's also the Hunt and Fish Club, which I have actually never been to before, but this is one you've been to. Yes, it is an excellent. If you're looking for a good steak um, or fish or thing, you know, it's, it's a it's a hundred dollars a you know a head uh, kind of restaurant. It's it's a nice uh, sit down restaurant. You're gonna be there for a couple hours. Um, but it, but if you're looking for a great, nice restaurant, we, we also, while I was there, there was a couple celebrities at the restaurant. Uh, so if, if you're into um, just, you know, being in the same areas as fine dining and yeah. being around celebrities, uh, that that's a, a, a popular spot uh, there, there in the Times Square area. One that I forgot to mention that I really like is Burger and Lobster. Yep. Um, it's kind of that in-between. Um, yep. So if you want 
lobster but don't want to pay Hunt and Fish Club prices, um, Burger and Lobster is really good. Yeah, and it is a chain that's in other places, but it is unique. It's a great location. It's got a great atmosphere it was, in it. Yeah, and it so that's that's what I really like about it is it's not overpriced from for Times Square pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, you know, it's I've always been able to get a seat there. Uh, it is good. I, it's been a little bit hit or miss. Uh, I've, I've, you know, been, been there several times. I've always had a good meal. I've had some friends that have been with me that haven't loved their meal. So uh, a little stipulation there of not everyone loves burger and lobster. Uh, we've had good experiences, but it's hard to find a good, comfortable place to eat in the Times Square area, and that that is one of those. It's a good, comfortable place to eat. And yeah, and it's kid-friendly as well. Yeah. Um, when you walk in, they've got um, all these aquariums filled with lobsters, and they name the lobsters, and so yeah. the kids get to look at them. and. Um, they decorate with lobster traps upstairs where the restaurant is. And, um, yeah, it's a cool, cool place. Yeah. I've got one more, Katie, to add that we didn't okay. talk about uh, beforehand. Uh, it's a little bit north of Times Square, so a little bit more of a walk. But Quality Meats, a friend took me to. And it's in that same, you know, the Hunt Fish Club price structure. Uh, but but you talk about that. It was one of the top three best meals I've ever had in New York City. And so if you're looking for fine dining, Quality meats is a great option there in that area. So you you might even need to cab it up a little bit. Um, and but it's just a you know maybe ten blocks north of Times Square, and so it's not too long of a walk if, if you're up for a walk. Uh, but but I would I would actually put that restaurant above the Hunt and Fish Club when it comes to quality of the meal. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So th- those are our meal options. We will actually let you know where we're going to go. So in our next episode, we'll let you know what we thought of the show and let you know where we decided to eat um, and how we got there. So I, I think we're kind of in this place of, do we take the train? Do we take an Uber there? You know, uh, do, do we go really high fine dining or do we uh, go a little casual? Um, and so we will let you know um, how the day plan plays out in our next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much uh, for listening and thank you for following our journey uh, here in coming to New York City. And we hope that this podcast and and everything that we do helps you better experience the city that we love, New York City. Uh, If you would, go to our website, comingtonewyorkcity.com. Katie has created a great resource there of top 10 things not to do uh, in New York City. And so you want to go and download that uh, and and catch that list and uh, make sure you avoid uh, those things when you come uh, to New York City. And if you would, leave a rating and review on this podcast. It would mean the world to us and help others uh, find this podcast as well. Thanks for listening. And on the next episode, we will share all about our experience through Broadway Roulette and how it all went. Thanks.